This is Dave Vellante of the Wikibon Project. It's December 16th, and welcome to this, the 54th Wikibon Peer Insight Research Meeting. On December 9th and 10th, 2008, EMC held its annual analyst meeting, and there were several Wikibon members in attendance. The meeting gave an excellent overview of EMC's directions and provided an opportunity for us to schmooze with other analysts. Joe Tucci and the most senior EMC managers did not present at this meeting. Was this an issue for the analyst community? It would have been better if he'd been there because he always leaks. He's in a position where he can leak a little more information, show a little leg. That was Nick Allen, principal Wikibon contributor and founder of the Todd Point Group. He was in attendance as EMC took us through a whirlwind tour of its business. The company presented on some hot topics that clustered around efficiency, things like sustainability, VMware exploitation, flash, and data deduplication. We also heard some strategic directions, including the cloud with Atmos and consumer businesses. As always, EMC covered its content management and archiving business, as well as RSA, a leader in security. B.J. Jenkins, EMC's Senior Vice President of Global Marketing, kicked things off with a business update. Here again is Nick Allen. I got the feeling that they were trying to hold the hands of the customer through the downturn and back up and help save them money while still, of course, trying to move product. Jenkins contrasted EMC today with EMC in 2001 during the last major downturn. Josh Krischer, a Wikibon member from Josh Krischer Associates, is a former Gartner analyst. He was not in Hopkinton, but he remembers well 2001. In my opinion, you cannot compare between 2001 and today. In 2001, the main product of EMC was Symmetrics. And they then you, they got competition from IBM and Hitachi. They, they were not alone in the market. Wikibon's own David Floyer was at the EMC briefing and listened as B.J. Jenkins made the case that EMC is strong and will gain share in this downturn. Here's what Floyer had to say. The impressive thing, I thought, was the financial results. Um, I thought the year-on-year -year growth of 20 consecutive quarters of uh, double-digit growth, greater than 10% growth. It's interesting that the U.S. has only had 5% growth in the, in the previous uh, quarter, so clearly a, d a downturn in the, in the U.S. It's also interesting that VMware is where most of the growth is, 50% growth um, in, in VMware uh, year on year. And uh, you know, the growth in VMware is equal to the growth in the storage business itself. So uh, clearly um, that's where a lot of their profitability is, is coming from. But that's a good position to be in. And uh, I think uh, from, a, from a financial point of view, that's strong and we'll be able to uh, be able to drive for increased market share during a downturn. Krischer, on the other hand, sees some challenges to EMC's share gains, particularly in EMC's all-important CX business line. There are two black clouds about Clarion. One of them is the Dell purchase equal logic, and already the percentage of, of sales drop from 35% to 32%, which Dell is selling and the second thing is that 
Fujitsu Siemens computer will be Fujitsu. And the question is how long it will be, it will continue to sell EMC. It's one of the biggest DMX sellers of, uh, or resellers of EMC. So uh, expanding on other, yes. The core business, I am skeptical. One way EMC intends to manage through this downturn is staying close to its customers. At the meeting, EMC unveiled the covers on its Customer Loyalty Program, TCE, which stands for Total Customer Experience. Storage Tech, under the direction of Ryle Poppy, implemented a loyalty program that was highly touted but questionable in effectiveness. Bill Mottram, who was a VP of Storage Tech at the time, feels EMC's program could have a much bigger impact. The Storage Tech, there was a lot of enthusiasm expressed for these programs that did not match the, uh, you know, the reality of the implementation when revenue issues tended to dominate the priorities. It remains to be seen if EMC has the staying power you know, as the business environment gets tougher. But judging from the presentation that we heard, I would say that EMC have improved the science of TCE measurements uh, quite a bit, actually, uh, from the early STK days. And from what we were told, they have put some teeth into the program with compensation being tied to results. So it remains to be seen how, how successful they are going forward. The meeting then turned to some of the hotter topics, including green, VMware, Flash, and dedupe. Catherine Winkler, EMC's Senior Director of Sustainability, presented an overview of EMC's initiatives in the broad category of efficiency. Despite the excellent progress EMC has made, many feel the company is still playing catch-up. We asked David Floyer, is EMC a leader or follower in green? EMC is, uh, is definitely a follower. Um, uh, up until now, um, I certainly haven't heard Joe Tucci or any of the senior uh, EMC people uh, emphasize green at all. Um, Catherine has got a promotion. There seems to be an organizational change to, uh, to look at this more seriously. And uh, they've done some uh, interesting things. But at the moment, this is uh, still a work in progress. Bill Mottram is an admitted hardware bigot. We asked Bill if he concurs with Floyer. Oh, I, absolutely. Uh, I, I would also uh, bring up the point that during the conversation, there were really little to nothing referenced with regard to any of the, how, how should I say, the, the green approaches or the, the design approaches with regard to device level energy efficiencies. Uh, even the question uh, that was asked with regard to power efficient, to, to uh, energy efficient power supplies, the response was very, very lame. It's worth pointing out that Winkler is the head of corporate sustainability at EMC and not a product person. So given that corporate is the focus here, David Floyer, who, in your opinion, is a leader in green? Hitachi. If you look at Hitachi's overall green corporate program, it is a soup-to-nuts program. It includes um, both the design of products, the manufacture of products, the ecosystem, both of suppliers and, and partners. So it is a, a soup-to-nuts uh, program, which is being implemented over many years with, with specific milestones and specific goals. VMware is the fastest-growing part of EMC's business. Contrary to what you hear from many vendors, EMC leads in the VMware storage space and looks very well positioned. 
Chad Sakak, EMC Senior Director of Alliances and an EMC VMware Evangelist, says we're just scratching the surface of market potential because most customers are at the light use phase. David Floyer, what are your thoughts here? Light uh, applications re, uh, for development sites or uh, file and print sites or a lot of uh, of uh, single on new servers uh, applications it's a long way to go from that to going into heavy production uh, where you need to test things Dennis Martin of Demartech runs a performance lab in Colorado we asked him if he had any performance data he could share with the Wikibon community regarding VMware uh, we are just now starting to test uh, performance of applications running in the virtualized environment, both for for uh, ESX and for Microsoft Hyper-V, and comparing that to what it would be in the native um, environment where you just run it directly on the hardware. Um, so I don't have a lot of results yet. As I say, we're just getting into it. But we're I'm expecting, at least overall, uh, probably a, a fairly small percentage point hit on performance uh, comparing it, you know, if you're running an application natively versus running it in a VM, let's say you had one VM. Um, but I think David's right. Uh, the I/O side is a little bit different, but um, stay tuned because we're starting to play with things like Exchange Server, SQL Server, SharePoint in particular uh, in those spaces and starting to measure that. So uh, hopefully, I'll be able to answer that more uh, with more data here shortly. Okay, Dennis, what about running multiple applications in a virtualized environment? I think they'll run reasonably well. Um, uh, just kind of anecdotally, some people were saying, well, should you run your mission-critical database application in a VM environment? And if it's really mission-critical and it takes the whole machine anyway, then you might as well just leave it on a native machine. But there's a lot of room for you know, putting multiple apps you know, multi in multiple VMs on a machine. It just kind of depends on what they're doing, and that's kind of what I'm starting to test. Another hot area of focus at the conference was Flash. There were lots of questions about whether today's storage architecture can handle Flash. Here is Dennis Martin again. If you take a storage array, and it doesn't matter which kind, which brand, either within EMC or this could be applied to anybody, and, and you said, what if I take a full array and I, instead of populating with spinning disk drives, I populate the whole thing with Flash drives? Can the controller handle it? And the answer I got back at least for one of the products, because uh, he was more of a specialist in one than the other from EMC, was, yeah, they don't recommend that at this point. Uh, they they will guarantee that everything will work fine up to a certain point. But, of course, Flash has a whole different performance characteristic than spinning disk. And I guess the main thing I'm thinking about is now that we have Flash at least getting reasonably approachable in terms of price and availability, it's we can start to rethink some things that we have uh, – had to that we've sort of been forced to think a certain way because of mechanical disk drives. Maybe we can rethink some things about how we how we do things in IT now that we can get rid of this mechanical motion. So I think there's a whole great opportunity of things uh, with Flash. David Floyer concurs. I really agree with that, Dennis, and I think that um, EMC have uh, done some some great work in getting this product. To market and make, getting it uh, in a way that's simple to implement because it's as a flash drive. But I, I think that as the price of the flash comes down, uh, there's going to be some major rearchitecting of uh, storage systems in, in order to make uh, take advantage of it. 
and that that architecting uh, is uh, going to put a premium on knowing where the hotspots are and being able to move those dynamically to, uh, for example, flash drives. Dennis Martin, we'll give you the last word on EMC's direction. They they talked about um, tier zero and you know even faster storage, and and when you couple that with uh, storage management software and APIs that allow people to actually move things around. I think they're working in the right direction there. The final area we heard about in the broad category of storage efficiency was data deduplication. David Floyer, can EMC knock out data domain as the leader in data dedupe? I think that uh, the Avamar has a very good role to play in certain market segments, particularly where the um, where the, the changes aren't uh, that high, um, I think the uh, data domain plays in 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 a in a, in a different space to to Avamar on the whole. Uh, but uh, they've made uh, great strides, and and I think the the area where they've been very successful is in going after people looking at backup in in a VMware environment. Um, clearly, VMware puts pressure on the backup systems. Often, they need to change the way they do things. And uh, Avamar has very, very good solutions and very good way of doing it. And given that they're putting in VMware, then the, the overhead of changing the backup environment is, is often required and, and can be taken at that time. So by focusing that uh, point inflection point for change, they, they're, they're making great strides and offering a good solution. In terms of whether they're going to compete with uh, data domain, I think the two are on, on, on mainly separate tracks. Mike Feinberg, Senior Vice President of the Cloud Infrastructure Group, shared with us how EMC is forging ahead in a new strategic area with a software architecture called Atmos. The initiative evoked some interesting debates in the Wikibon community. Here's Nick Allen. Man, I'm turning total skeptic on this one. Even for internal networks, the latencies that build up can be immense. And it's why people use fiber channel instead of NAS when they have to for high, for high performance applications. And you throw this stuff on the internet, and the conclusion I came out of this is that EMC has to not only control the storage cloud, they have to cloud storage, they have to control the network of the cloud in order to provide consistent, predictable response time performance. Here again is Dennis Martin, the performance expert. Well, certainly, obviously, you've got the network to contend with, and network performance over the Internet, if you do it over a public net, is certainly going to be pretty variable. If you decide to go with a private route, you know, at least your own lines and so forth, to the various I'll call them stations where these these things live. You know that that raises the cost you know, significantly. So, and the Omega guy, he was saying, I, my wife doesn't want this data out on the cloud. She wants it here. Yeah. And in the data center, in the data environment, you still have the same question. Well, what data is okay to put out there in case something bad happens? Mm-hmm. You know, who's responsible? What about the security, the compliance, all of that stuff? I think that still hasn't been resolved yet. Wikibon's David Floyer is very upbeat on EMC's approach. I am actually more optimistic um, uh, about this, but not necessarily for what's being termed cloud computing. 
uh, I, I think as a low-cost vehicle for storing a lot of data um, and being able to set policies which do allow you to choose whether you have things in or out, that's part of that API, um, so that you can mix and match according to the uh, principles, um, and be able within a data center to have a mixture of uh, technologies where you can uh, use this relatively low-cost storage for lots of small files, lots of things which are, which are, you know, there's a lot of that type of computing within organizations. Um, I think that's going to be a very powerful additional functionality, which is going to put EMC in a very good position. Here's how Bill Mottram summed it up. Yeah, I think it does come down to the, the, the cloud is going to be applicable to specific data or to some to certain types of data, not all data, not, not the highly transactional data, not mission critical data. A lot of the reference type data um, will be very applicable up there. We also heard from Joel Schwartz and Jay Crone of EMC about iOmega and EMC's efforts in the consumer space. Schwartz is Senior Vice President and GM of Common Storage Platforms. Jay Crone is the Senior Director of Storage Platforms and ran the iOmega iX2 demos. Bill Mottram, EMC and consumer doesn't sound like a typical day in Hoppington, does it? No, it doesn't. The skill sets that reside within EMC are not consumer. Now, can they acquire them? Can they recruit them? Can they embed them into the EMC infrastructure? That remains to be seen. I've been involved in many companies uh, where they have tried to move outside of their core competence, largest companies, and they, 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 it has turned out to be a distraction. It's turned out to be a dilution of their ability to, to, to be successful in, that, in their core uh, expert area of expertise. So I, I look at it as a big question mark, and I, I, I think they're taking a significant gamble. Floyer sees the glass as half full. I was very impressed by the comparison between the requirements of of the consumer and the com and the requirements of the small business, and the really overlap in requirements and function. Um, and I and I think consumer uh, these days does include a significant number of small businesses and a significant number of uh, Soho uh, as well as consumer, and from that perspective, if they want to have uh, products which can help future organizations uh, for their people at home and for their um, for small businesses growing, then it does make significant sense for them to have a products that will uh, fill that space both for the enterprise uh, looking out and for um, for small businesses. So if they can crack it from an organizational point of view, and I share your concerns, Bill, I, I think it now makes more sense to me than it did before uh, I, I went to the meeting. At the event, EMC also presented its approach to e-discovery and file governance. Andy Cohen, Vice President of Compliance Solutions, is also EMC's Assistant General Counsel. EMC has put him in an evangelist role, and he's a person with credibility given his lawyerly background. I thought it was the best presentation I'd ever heard from a vendor on, on e-discovery. Uh, it was believable. Uh, it was focused at uh, 
real customer issues. It, it talked about uh, get, not getting rid of data because it was a risk. It, it talked very clearly and openly, whereas most vendors you say, archive everything. Uh, you know, that's the only safe way of doing it. He talked very pragmatically about how to re reduce the risk and reduce the cost by getting rid of data, the importance of classification uh, in that process. I, I thought it was an excellent presentation, and I thought it was uh, a very powerful way of going to market with e-discovery. Gary McFadden, longtime industry participant from Meta, Giga, IDC, and the Robert Francis Group, had this response to FOIA. However, um, the, the other archiving vendors have presenters that are just as formidable. The discussion turned to RSA and security. Chris Young, Senior Vice President of RSA Products, discussed how the threat is increasing and so is security spending. In fact, security spend as a percent of IT budget, according to Young, was 0.7% in 2001 and will jump to 3% in 2003. Yet no one feels safer. Here are David Floyer's thoughts on RSA. To succeed in, in IT, you've got to have uh, end-to-end solutions and provide the, the security at all levels of IT. Whether RSA can become a major player in, in that particular space uh, remains to be seen. Providing the solutions in the storage area will, will by definition be point solutions, but that's not necessarily bad. If they're good solutions and they solve the most important problem, uh, that gets customers started, and end-to-end uh, -end architectures in security are still a way off. We gave Dennis Martin the last word on the call and asked him what takeaways he saw for users. He chose to key on EMC's cookbooks or best practice guides, similar to IBM's Red Books. Here's what Dennis had to say. I was very excited to hear, hear that and then find out that it was all free. <laughs> that, uh, that's, there's just a wealth of stuff there, and uh, I, I would just say everybody should jump on that one. So that covers most of the topics that EMC presented at its two-day analyst event, which felt sometimes like drinking from a fire hose. Nonetheless, it was a very valuable experience, and I'd like to thank the Wikibon members who contributed today. I'd also like to stress that Wikibon is an open community. We hope you found this session useful. We encourage you to come up to Wikibon at www.wikibon.org. Check out the Peer Insight Archive and the Peer Insight Podcast, where this session will reside. Post a comment, write a wiki tip, ask a question. Who knows? Maybe your issue will be the topic of the next Peer Insight. Bye for now. Happy holidays.